listening to Glass Letters. Episode 2, In the Margins. Another bottle washed up on the shore today. They continue to appear once a day, like clockwork. Well, not clockwork exactly. They don't always show up at the same time. Some days, I'll get up in the morning to walk along the beach, and the bottle will be there waiting for me, like it had arrived with the sunrise. Other days, there will be no sign of the bottle for the whole day, and... I'll eventually think that one isn't coming. And then, in the last moments before the view outside my window gets too dark to see, I'll spot a glint of glass in the water. This one today was different, though. Instead of a couple of folded pages with hand lettering or typed notes, this bottle was completely packed full of pages torn from textbooks, with small poems written in the margins. The text on the pages themselves doesn't seem to be anything special, but these handwritten poems are done in scribbly handwriting, crammed into the corners, anywhere they'll fit. I really liked these poems, and I'm kind of sad that the author didn't include their own name. Although, if you're writing poetry and immediately tossing it out into the ocean, I suppose that anonymity is the point, isn't it? Still... I wonder who this was, who, who this is. Page one. Lighter than air, heavier than water. What can we tell about elements of this chemical composition? What can we tell? What would you ask? What would you ask the element if it could speak to you? What would you say if the chemicals held your hand, if the periodic table opened its eyes and looked at you? What could you say? What could you say? Page 76. She walked home and sat at the kitchen table. She was nothing. She was no one everyone. She was the heart and the center and the extremities. She becomes the fact that one person can be everything and nothing at once, the way that we are different people to different soils. Page 516. The ruby-throated hummingbird occurs from April to late May, and may stay around your garden as late as September. They leave your garden behind, sticky sugar water the only evidence that they were there. Look out the window. The bird feeder is empty, rocking in the wind. 
The birds are gone, and you did not go with them. Page 206 There was a bone showing through the dirt of the grave. Clearly, someone didn't bury this body neatly enough. The headstone is not a piece of rock, but the outline of a person. Standing at the head of the grave like a memory, like a flash left on your retinas. They are not the body that is buried here, but they are the one that will watch over it for the rest of time. Page 314. Pick a number. Any number. Pick a number to carry with you every day, like a slip of paper in the pocket. An anniversary, an age, the number four just because you like it so much. Keep that number close. Look for it on clocks, on calendars, on receipts, and on train tickets. Never stop looking for it. Maybe someday someone will call out that number and it will be yours. There's more pages in here, but these poems are my favorite. They're simple, short, and I feel like I can hold them in my hands just barely contained in a cage of fingers, like a small bird. The hummingbird page stuck out to me. We had a hummingbird feeder at my house growing up. I would watch them from the window every summer, trying to see their brilliant red feathers. They looked so quick and carefree, zipping around on their tiny wings. And then, every year, they would migrate farther south and the bird feeder would slowly be emptied by the squirrels and the wind. I did always wish that I could fly with them, and I suppose, in a way, I ended up doing just that. I've flown away as far as I can, and I've made my own nest. Maybe not out of twigs and leaves, but out of this island. And unlike the birds, I can't migrate back when the year turns to spring. Even if I do miss all the friends that I made. And even if I do wish I could see them again. But if the hummingbird stays, the squirrels get meaner and the weather gets colder. And eventually the hummingbird's tiny wings slow down and it falls into a torpor, a, a mini-hibernation, to outlast the winter. And so, I suppose I never blamed the hummingbird for leaving. You do what you have to do to keep your wings beating. <sighs> I've been keeping the letters and the bottles together, but... I think I might start putting the letters up on my walls. I'll hang the bottles up on the tree outside my window. I think I'd like to hear the glass chiming in the wind.
Lost Letters is a podcast written, recorded, and produced by me, Anna Godfrey. Our intro and outro music are by Slow Haste, who you can find on music streaming services and on Instagram at Slow Haste. If you like this podcast and want to support what we're doing, consider rating and reviewing the show on iTunes or on Podchaser. It honestly helps a lot. Find us on Twitter and Instagram, both at Glass Letters Pod. Thanks for listening.